What's up, by the way? I'm Mark, man. What's up, Mark? He actually met you one time. I'm sure he remembered. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure that's a highlight of his. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swig podcast, episode number 51. Very good guest today we've been trying to get for a while. Yeah. Mr. Uriah Faber. Welcome to the show, buddy. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. What's up, man? Appreciate you being on. Yeah, good to get you on finally, man. And, and now we were going to get you on here a while back. Was yeah. it like two months ago, I guess? We had a fight coming up. Yeah, but before that, two months ago, and then uh, now we got so much more to talk about. So it's actually uh, actually pretty good. I know you're waiting for us, right? <laughs> Just been waiting. I want it to be worth your time, worth your while, man. <laughs> I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, some big stuff, man. Congrats on your win. Obviously, you've been hearing that a lot. I'm sure. Awesome performance. Yeah, that was that was a crazy night, man. So much fun out here in Sacramento, and we had a, a whole host of guys on the team. We had some great performances. So. Being a part of it was just exciting, man. Looking for different ways to get get make life exciting. That was definitely a, a good time for sure. Way to do it for us forty year olds and OGs. Yeah, <laughs> getting in there with the young Put it guys. Out to represent, baby. <laughs> that was awesome, man. You know, we've seen a lot of interviews uh, about the fight or about after the fight, Henry, and and what you want to do next, and this and that. But no one's really kind of broke down the fight. What, what your what your uh, you know how the fight went? I know you were gonna ask this. Um, yeah, because I mean, you asked me this. I mean, obviously we get the whole uh, the big thing is with Sahuda and all that you know going back and forth with you and him and all that stuff. But I mean, man, you put on one hell of a fight. You won performance of the night, right? And then it yeah. was also uh, your fastest fight in your career, which I don't know a lot of people know that. And uh, you know, yeah. after a two and a half year layoff at being the tender age of forty, you know, so I like I've, I mean we've I've seen you in interviews and stuff like that, but we haven't like. Get your take on the fight because he's taking some time off. You know, he had a th- almost three year lay- layoff, you know, before fight. So, if you wouldn't mind, explain, you know, going in that fight, the mindset and getting in there, getting hit for the first time in a while, and then what you did afterwards, of course. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the biggest thing was, uh, and just like Mike, we're in that environment, you know, whether you're, you know, whether you're competing every day or training when you want to, just kind of, teaching or at least seeing observing um giving little bits and pieces of knowledge to the guys on on the mentality of things uh giving away some of your best techniques and reviewing them over and over again um and for me especially you know being a guy that can take a a look at the lay of the land and, and mike and i have talked about this in the prior in the past but you know the reason why guys are able to have great careers it's not about age it's about you know their mentality and it's about their skill set and that kind of thing so you know it's easy for me to step back and be like man the reason why i had so much success was not necessarily because i was 26 it was because i believed in myself and i was completely dedicated and i was all in and everything else so um getting prepared for that fight i started out pretty early about in january i decided okay i think i might compete so i started prepping my body um getting a little bit better shape and um you know participating more than just being there at practice to help guys out and then i took that grappling competition in the uk and rolled that right into uh jumping into sparring and i think being a little bit older athlete i i was a little bit smarter with sparring with who i sparred with with the intensity the intensity that i sparred and then also um you know made sure that that I was in just tip-top shape. That, that, that was something that, you know, the grind of the fight game is just difficult. So 
getting yourself into that mental switch where you know you're going to be tired, you're going to be hungry, you're going to be little bumps and little bit of bruises. You may be injured, um, but you just have to push through. That was probably the biggest difference. And then you guys saw the performance. I mean, I felt like I didn't practice. I, I believed that I was going to do well and um, felt like I was going to see the punches coming and be able to land my offense. And, and I've gotten a little bit bigger over the years. Uh, so I had a little bit more power, I feel like, and a little bit more precision. So, man, it, it went perfect. Yeah, that was good. And then going back to your grappling match, um, I got the feeling when I was watching that that you were kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit. Like I could see that fighter and you wanting to come out. So like even though it was grappling and grappling rules, it seemed like I was watching a fighter that wanted to fight, not grapple, and not stick by those rules. And I think you know what I'm talking about. So like it was no surprise to me that you came out so hard in this fight. Like some people don't have it when they get older and when they're retired and they just come back to do it for, you know, whatever it is. Could be the money, it could be for they missed it, whatever the case, and they don't have that tenacity and that hunger. But just from that grappling match, I already kinda assumed you were gonna come out of the gate like that and you did. So it wasn't a surprise to me to see you do that. Yeah, in, in that grappling match, uh, you know, I've only done like maybe five grappling matches my entire career that are that are not wrestling. I've had hundreds of wrestling matches, obviously, but um, for that grappling match, I, before that, I went with uh, with Sakuraba, and I put it on Sakuraba, yeah. even though he's a lot bigger than I was. I just pushed the pace and was manhandling him, and and um, you know, aggressive in that that respect. And before that, I was with Paulo Miao, who's a multiple world champ in jiu-jitsu, and was doing that because I wanted to compete still. And the last one against Nicky Ryan, I mean, all these different organizations have different rules, and I'm to the to the tone of, look, this is a grappling match. I don't have to just engage in your world because you want me to, like, jump in your guard, etc. So I was just kind of like making a statement, like, look, if you want me to go somewhere pick me up put me there out trick me i'm not i don't just have to commit to your game because i'm in a jiu-jitsu match especially when like in abu dhabi a guy butt scooting like that is illegal he'd be disqualified so i just kind of sat there on my knees and was like look this is the real world this is supposed to simulate a, a death match in some ways we're trying to submit each other and i would just push you in your face or more 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 so i would probably stomp you in your face or punch you or everything else. And so I just want to bring a little bit of reality to the jiu-jitsu situation there. And, and honestly, he and I had gone prior. And, and um, so he was aware of my chokes and I was aware of his back takes. So it was like kind of a weird situation. But at the end of the day, I asked Polaris or I asked the rules and it was like, oh, there, there really aren't many rules. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's go then. <laughs> But yeah, the intensity level is always going to be there. That's awesome, man. And then obviously you got the big win. Um, and, and it seemed like the ref was pulling you off and you kind of were just set. You were like the lion. They had to basically pry you off. Um, and then you had that, you know, obviously that emotion and that excitement right when you you obviously got pulled off and was walking across the octagon. What was that feeling like since it's been so long? Did it feel any better than some of the other wins just because it's been so long and people were saying you're old and stuff like that? Um, yeah, it did feel good, man. I mean, it felt good because you know, especially because of the scenario in my, in my hometown. And um, honestly, my last fight against Brad Pickett, um, I've, I like Brad Pickett a lot. And I caught him with the left hook and dropped him. And then I didn't pounce on him right away. And it ended up making it be a, a, a three-round fight when I should have gone gone for the kill right away. But I looked at the ref and, like, gave him, like, one of these, like, hey, you're going to stop it. 
And then he ended up being a tough guy that, that you know, that went through and, and kept going. So in that scenario, I was like, all right, let me finish this dude. And then, um, you know, I was, I was leadership for the team too. Cause I, I, I really, aside from all the reasons why I wanted to do it, I wanted to set an example for my guys. You know, I'm, I'm in the gym every day and I'm preaching, um, rhetoric on, on, on what the mentality and lifestyle and what you should do if you get injured during a camp and, and, and how you should, you know, approach gaining technique and how you should react during sparring and, you know, all this different stuff. And so I wanted to, to show my guys through a, a, a camp of, of pure focus for a busy guy that, you know, you can do some, some good things. And I mean, of course it's always a, uh, it's always a gamble when you're going out there to fight, you know, you know, life is not a fairy tale. This is, I'm fighting a 26 year old cat that's on an eight fight win streak and he's a dangerous athletic guy. So, um, you know, you have to take a little risk to, to prove your point and could have been, could have been very bad also. So, um, you know, fortune favors the bold, uh, you, you know, you, your story about, you know, your, your journey to, to, to Paquette and like the, the hardships you went through the first time and, and then pushing through that to, to, to make it happen and just decide is, is kind of the same idea. Like, you know, we got to show these guys, you do what the hell you want in this world. That that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. I'm going to fight again, dude. Yeah. See, he's up. Hey, you got, now I'm you got to bear with me. If I'm sorry, if this is obvious, I just don't, when, when you, after you won, you were doing in the camera four or something. What, what was that about? I said the big four Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't hear it. We, 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 we but, watched it at, at the gym and couldn't hear it. Well, honestly, the, uh, Right now, the number the the number four, the number four is just like a happening number for me right now. I'm like uh, a bunch of different reasons. My baby just turned four months. Uh, I'm 40 years old. I got about 400k. That 400k, I got it set up to where that's gonna make me about four million bucks. Uh, I got uh, you know all all these different fours are just kind of aligning for me. I'm like, damn, the number four is like. That's the number right now for me. Four weeks till you fly out to Phuket? I was going to say he's going to go to Thailand for us to hang yeah. out and uh, train to get Thailand. <laughs> I got you, dude. I feel Man, you. Trust me, bro. I really, really want to get out there. I, you know, I've had a free trip since 2006 Four? as a sponsorship from <laughs> Fairtex back in the day yeah. that I never took because I got too busy being a, being a professional fighter, etc. And it was like part of my sponsorship from like my my early early career was like i got to go train out and and tell i never i've never been there man i'm, I'm and i'm so i feel like I'm, I'm super missing out man i watch you guys videos and i'm like dude what am i doing i need to get out to to hang out with you guys and um so i'm down absolutely i want to see the operation and come hang out and and swick i want to talk more about the movie stuff and the uh entertainment stuff because i know you're you're in that world and and uh so I'm I'm down to come. I just got to find the right. I do have a, a schedule, a scheduled trip to Hawaii. My uh, my girl. I'm bringing the baby out there. She's got some family out there. So um, I got to pick and choose, you know, the best use of my time. But I, that's definitely one of my my uh, goals and, and on my agenda. Yeah, it's awesome. I think for four, four million dollars, you can uh, yeah. you can afford a trip to Phuket for yeah. sure. Well, that's. That's that's a theoretical. You know how you know how money works. Or four hundred thousand is plenty. <laughs> yeah. Or four thousand. Four thousand is more than I've ever came with until I started building a company here. So yeah, I was yeah. gonna buy your beer, but <laughs> forget that. <laughs>
Yeah, the, the and all and all that money, man. It's all it's all it's all things I'm manifesting. Also, it's not like a easy peasy, but I've got things pretty set up to where uh, I've got some opportunities and stuff. And, and the numbers four is, is is cooking up, so I have to come out for you guys out to. Yeah, man. To, uh, and I, I, I love your mindset, dude. You're always thinking business. A lot of people probably don't. Well, obviously, you're successful in so many realms. I'm sure people realize how smart you are and you are business savvy. But every time I've met you and, and talked to you, it's always kind of like went back to business. And it's cool because I'm in business myself. So I love like talking to other fighters, especially who are into business. And then my interest is in film as well. You know, obviously media and we do a lot of media out here and your interest is in film and you're doing some stuff. So it was really cool meeting you in L.A. that time. We were at uh, Schwarzenegger's house. It was pretty fucking cool, I'll say. Um, yeah, that was Talk awesome. about boss, dude. I, I, I got invited to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house, and we we're doing a charity event. And I'm thinking, like, man, I'm cool as shit being able to go to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house, a private party, charity. And, of course, I walk in. I'm just like, wow, this is so cool, so cool. And I look over, and I see Uriah Faber just sitting there, mm-hmm. like, twice as cool as me. He's already there. You know, he's, he's, not, he's not even, like, walking like me. He's already there, comfortable, knows everybody, getting drinks. He the night before. He's just chilling, cards in his hand. I'm like, God, this motherfucker is so cool, man. So cool. <laughs> That's freaking funny, man. We had a good time. And I mean, you know what's cool about that? those kind of experiences and it just goes back to what we're already talking about manifesting stuff is it just and I and I like to do this for people uh, all the time also and, and people are shocked by it but it's just the real world is is just being around a bunch of peers that have accomplished you know yeah. and and it, and realizing everybody's the same it's just you know like Arnold's a cool cat he's he's down to earth uh, he values meeting new people that that have the same mentality and and a lot of people that that were there at that at that party and, and are in these circles are guys that have been doing some amazing things and but you just you just realize like you know the world is so small the abilities of people are so big and we can really accomplish a lot and and, and that those kind of scenarios just fuels the fire where you're like dude you know i'm going to take over this area of life and this area of life and and you know i'm hitting it sitting here with a couple of my my idols growing up uh, sylvester stallone was there and um you know there's uh jason statham, statham was there and you know meeting some business guys from from all different walks so and those 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 type of environments are awesome and, and and i've heard guys that have talked about hey man it's crazy how you just treat everybody like they're just regular people and i'm like well shit <laughs> they are just regular people we're all just people and as long as people get that in their head like we're all peers, we're all equals, and and you can do what you want, you know. That's so cool you said that, man. Because uh, I wasn't invited. And no, you, I don't you, believe you. It's so cool that you know Mark didn't go. <laughs> no, uh, it was cool that you say that, man, because it's so true. Like anytime I've hung out with really successful people or famous people, uh, one thing I always tell myself during the conversation or after is like, wow, he's just a regular guy, or, or you know, she's just a regular yeah. girl. And then I like, tell myself that, and I'm like. Yeah, but man, she's done the right thing, you know, and, and pursue their dreams, whatever else. But like when you meet people like we met at Arnold's house, the more you get to know these people that are successful and famous, like to those levels, they are regular people. And, and it's shocking at first because you expect that there's some like being that's like not normal, but really they are. And then that puts things into perspective for guys like us and, and, and everyone coming up and get, trying to get to that level where, you know, it, the world's not open for, for whatever, you know, you need to do and, and where you want to go. You just got to go get it. And, and these are people that went out and got it, you know. And aside from that, they're just like anyone else. You know, they they hang out. They, you know, play cards. You know, we, we did all kinds of stuff there. It was such a normal day, such a normal party. But it was just a who's who in Hollywood, you know. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I feel like that's that's probably the biggest thing is, is uh, you know, 
surround yourself with people that are like-minded. It doesn't matter what they've accomplished really, but like-mindedness is, is a big key. And I found that, that, that big time is, is the case. And that's something I have to hammer down, especially these guys that come from nothing that are looking at me as, as somebody to give them some advice or they're on my team. And so I see like some little follies. Um, Andre Feely is one of those guys who, who I've had to talk to about, you know, bringing other people up instead of going and hanging out on their level. And he's, he's been doing that tenfold. He, he had a massive win in Sacramento. And um, the coolest thing about it is is he's got all his stuff going. And he's got all his friends that were kind of screwing up that are now have a sense of pride and, and feel like they're accomplishing and they're they're thinking bigger. And this stuff's contagious, man. Energy's contagious. The mindset's contagious. Like it really is. And, and you know, the more we accomplish, the more – we get our, our friends to accomplish and the people that are in our, uh, our circles to accomplish, the more powerful your network goes, right. you know? So, so that, that becomes like a, Oh, I know Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and that's cool because he's, you know, who he is. It's, it's like, you know, somebody that's, that's similar to you and you guys connect on a real level and like the Arnold's and the Sylvester's and all those guys, they came up together, like kind of building their own names, like, together so they have like a different kind of network you could see it when they when they interacted it was like okay these guys have a bond that they probably seen some shit together man you know before social media and like the the old hollywood and and the struggles and everything else so i'm always whenever i meet these guys or anybody i just want to get the 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 in-depth story of how they how they got their path and and so every chance i get I, i i get the get the 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 back end story to a successful person man and so it's a lot of fun yeah and like you said they're kind of in packs it's almost kind of like uh, MMA teams you know like Alpha Male AKA like they bounce off each other and their little their whole little group comes up together it's it's kind of like that and like what you were saying probably feeding each other motivation and inspiration through their own journeys you know I, I definitely see that as yeah. well so I think it's very important yeah, yeah absolutely say like like you were saying he did that to me I wasn't the uh, the finest of employees we've known each other twenty five years. He's my high school so, buddy. Yeah, I don't oh, let nice. him go. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome. And then yeah, we, we took different paths a little bit after the high school. But uh, yeah, man, like I said, he brought me here, showed me work ethic. You know, I mean, nobody works harder than this guy. So, uh, but he's at the gym more than me, which he pointed out today. Yeah, well, I mean, in front of all our, I'm staff. the face yeah. of the gym. You, you probably recognize me more than him. It's true. It's true. But uh, he's at the gym more than I. Like you said, it's contagious, man. I don't, I don't hang out with these idiots. I just want to drink all the time or do dumb shit, you know, because I want to. Like, you know, obviously I'm old too now, but I'm saying coming up, but so I know exactly what you guys are talking about. I mean, it's, I mean, I can test to exactly what you're saying, you know? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying on, um, on the front of, you know, best use of time too. That's kind of one of my things is it's hard to know the best use of time. And especially when you're thinking about all these other things, times like this, where you're in the limelight, people come out of the woodworks and have ideas and this and that, um, you know, it's cool that you guys are super focused and, and hammering down, uh, uh, you know, a, a great facility and, and, and the things that you're working on. It's, it helps not to get strung in too many different directions, but it's also hard, you know, when you're ambitious. Yeah. You well know? Said. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, man. And, you know, I also, I follow Gary Vee a lot and some of his principles and stuff. Like, I feel, I was really not looking forward to being 40. This was a big one for me, man. I don't know how you felt about it, but... I was really dreading the big 4-0. Um, but the more I think about it, and obviously following Gary and stuff, 
between 40 and 50 still such a lot like such a massive time you know what i mean there, there's a lot of time there to years, make man. to make something happen i think a lot of people are in such a rush now to try to do stuff so fast and when they get to like mid 30s if they don't have this big company and they're making all this money they kind of panic and freak out and then settle that's like the next thing to do whereas i i did kind of feel you know after i turned 40 i kind of got over that that fear and and depression i guess short-term depression uh and now i feel comfortable you know i feel like i have a lot of time between now and 50 to do something and I feel like you're the same way. You got so much stuff every time we talk that you're working on. And I think that's uh, what a lot of people need to realize, too. I, I see a lot of people kind of settling and giving up so fast and so early. And uh, yeah. there's still a lot of time, man. Like 40 is like 30, 20 years ago. You know, like it's still young, I yeah. think. And, and on top of that, um, I, I know so many examples of, of guys that have had their success uh, late 30s, early 40s. Um, with the same mentality, they probably had a lot of hits and misses throughout life, but just have learned a lot. And I know I've learned so much. I'm, you know, I'm constantly picking up these life lessons and understanding how things work, etc. So uh, until you're off the planet, you know, there's always a second chance, and, and there's uh, this growth mindset. The growth mindset is that you can, like, when you have somebody that, that just knows in their mind that they can't. I mean, they're 100% right. And somebody that knows in their mind that they can, they're 100% right as well. So, right. and it does, and that's not a permanent thing. You just have to hit a switch. So, that, that that's exciting for me, especially as I meet, you know, I'm part of this group, the uh, an EO group, entrepreneurial group. There's probably one in Phuket, actually. Um, it's a worldwide group, but it's basically a peer group of, we have 11 guys in our group, but, but it's a, worldwide thing and in a citywide and nationwide thing where you go in and once a month you sit for five hours and there's a way of communicating where you are you know not supposed to give advice you have to give your experiences because you got all these a personalities in there and we talk about business we talk about personal life and and so that for me is like a school it's it's I'm like the dumbest guy in there and, and the least successful guy in there when it comes to the business side of things. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a way to soak things up. So I'm always looking for those little edges and, and, uh, you get a lot of motivation when you're hearing other people's stories about the time and place that they, you know, accomplish things. And for us as athletes, most of our money and, and success is supposed to be made in these, in these younger years, but yeah. the guys that know how to do it, uh, the executives or the college graduates and, guys with master's degree their trajectory for making money and having success is much later um, yeah. so it's it's a it's a different dynamic and you just have to 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 see it as that you know absolutely man no, I, I totally agree i got to get with you after the the podcast and and maybe i can look it up and see where there's one around here I know, sounds, sounds yeah, cool. I know there's absolutely. one in chiang mai but it's, as far as it, yeah there is one in chiang mai i think yeah. something like that but it's tough to find people and because you know Phuket's like a destination area, it's a, you know, so people come in and they leave. They come in and they leave. There's not a lot of people that stay here, and the people that live yeah. in Phuket generally uh, aren't entrepreneurs. You know, like it's more of like a, it's, <laughs> you want to be honest. It's, I mean, there's business people here, but I mean, it's just it's more of like a fast-paced kind of touristy, fun right. location. It's not a, it's not much for like entrepreneurs. We'll show you trying when you to get work here. hard. Yeah, we'll show you what we yeah. mean. Chiang Mai is a little bit better, but like yeah, yeah there's not a lot of like successful business people yeah. that are just sitting around talking around here chatting beautiful it up. fun place safe and all that don't get me wrong but but yeah, yeah it's, it's not a business hub yeah it's not really yeah and so uh, do you, uh for for out there on, on your setup 
you you primarily are, are catering to to tourists that want to train, correct? It's everyone, man. Like, I mean, you can call them tourists, but a lot of the people that come to AK Thailand are coming into Thailand just for the gym. Obviously, they're going to uh-huh. do stuff around Phuket as well, but they've come in to go to the gym. So it's like, I mean, I guess you can call them tourists, but no, yeah. we got a lot of people that, you know, come for just one day or, you know, we've got people who actually live here or are here for a year, but I'd say the average person's here a solid month. I guess we do the most. And, and I tend so. to think of tourists. Right. I tend to think of tourists as like the people that are at the beach and they, they, they stumble into AK Thailand because they heard about it. And they're like, what's going on? I want to check out this gym. Whereas I'm talking about the people that we bring in could be classified as tourists, but they're coming yeah. in for AK Thailand. Yeah. So they've been following us on social media, on Instagram, whatever. And they see the gym and, and they've watched it kind of grow. Maybe their friends have came and they want to come get that experience, train, uh, obviously go to the beaches and hang out in Phuket as well. Um, and we do have a fight team and fighters as well. I, I think the majority of people are inexperienced um, as far as they're not fighters and professional athletes and stuff like that. But we, we have a good mix of everyone. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good crowd. And we do have We're a couple fairly busy. We do have a couple killers in there too, though. I mean, don't don't get it wrong. Johnny Walker's yeah. tra- Johnny Walker's trained with us now, um, and we have Manel Cap. Yeah, uh, he's a rising star. Uh, he's he's fighting in Japan. Um, so we have some some yeah. really good fighters that are that are in there as well. So it's a good mix, you know. Nice, that's awesome. And 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 how's the uh, how's the facility set up? How many? How, what's the size of the facility? Well, we have multiple buildings. We have an MMA building that has the like, offices, the showroom, the back administration. I, that building, the mat space is around three thousand square feet. The building uh-huh. is obviously bigger. We got a full pro shop uh, showroom, and then the offices and stuff. We have a fifty-five hundred square foot open air Muay Thai uh, area, and that's right underneath yeah. the mountain. So you got a very beautiful, you know, scenic landscape around you with jungle and mountain views. Um, we have a weight room. It's about fifteen. 1500 to 2000 square foot weight room and then on top of that we have another matching 15 to 2000 square foot airdyne room which is like it's also a matted room where we can do grappling and privates and things like that um yoga we do yoga there but then we also have the famous ak uh airdyne and that's where all the fighters go up there and sweat and yeah it's cool man we got a basketball court basketball too, court if you want to yeah. hoop and we have a restaurant too we have a full-scale restaurant so yeah it's a pretty big facility it's like yeah. two acres and we're about half developed so we're going to build another uh, 47 employees. 47 so, employees, yeah, I mean, right now. It's, it's, it's large. It's a pretty big operation, but it's, awesome, it's cool, man. You'll love it. I can't it. wait to come check it out. Yeah, you're going to love it, man. You're definitely going to love it. I'm good to get you out here. Time. I wanted to ask. Time is the issue, man. <laughs> uh, you got to make time, man. Time you can make, though. You can maneuver yeah. time. You can maneuver. You can't make more, unfortunately. I wish we could. <laughs> that, that's, that's how you make some real money. When you find the guy that can make more time, yeah, but it's you're business. Be sitting on a gold mine. It's yeah. business, you're right. We got to talk business, <laughs> winky face, winky face. So you got to come up here, and it's a business trip, and yeah. uh, we talk That's business, true. we talk tax shop, deductible, train a little bit, and then we can go to the beach, cruise the islands. You know, it's it's yes. uh, it's work, bro. I'm in, bro. Sold, sold. Can I ask you real quick? Um, so everyone's talking about the the Henry fight. Um, and I know you want to get that. I I want to say on record that I, I think you deserve to get that fight. I think that a, a big thing that's frustrating me when all these people are talking about the rankings and and you're at 14, I think, or something. Um, people don't realize. Am I at 14? I mean, honestly, 
who cares about the fucking yeah, exactly. rankings? No, but that's here's exactly what, what we said. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is like it's not people don't realize that you didn't like lose your way down to wherever your rank is. You're coming back after two years. So it's not like we don't know what your rank is. You know what I mean? Like the, who knows where right. you are because you haven't lost. You you want to fight in the first round. So it's not like you've lost your way down. So people that keep pointing to these these rankings and they're like, Oh, he we need this person to get the title yeah. shot. It's like first of all, it's an entertainment sport, right? We want to fight that makes sense, it's entertaining. Um and obviously that would be a very entertaining fight. It would sell. But also you've put the time in, man. You've done so much. You're a legend of the sport. For anybody to say that you don't deserve it for any reason whatsoever, that just pisses me off for some reason, man. I think you should hundred percent get that fight if you want it. Yeah, because I think it should be your call, you know. I was gonna say when you when you retired, what were you, number five, number six, according to you know, obviously yeah. bullshit. So I mean, just because you haven't fought in, in the, fi- in the fight before the fight before that, I was ranked number two. I lost uh, like a lackluster fight. The guy was super defensive and like kicked my ankles a couple times, yeah. um, and that dropped me down to number five or six. And then the fight before that, I had a, a, a five round fight with Dominic Cruz yeah. for a world championship, and that's all of the year I retired. So, I mean, it's comical when people are like, "Well, he's talk about rankings, whatever." I mean. Truthfully, I mean, Rafael Suntau was ranked pretty high. I went over him. It was a long time ago. Dominic Cruz, you know, we've had our wars. I've got a win over him a long time ago, and we had our wars uh, afterwards. And then the other guys, like, they're getting ranked right now because they've been beating guys that, like, the guy I just beat, you know? Yeah. That's why. So, I think I think, I think think could happen, man. I, I'm assuming it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I think you deserve it. it. I, I think, yeah, people want yeah. it to happen. One thing I want to ask you really fast, though, is – uh, I've seen a lot of interviews with you since the fight, and no one's really touched on this that I've heard. But what is your strategy against Henry? Like, what, what, where do you see that fight going, and, and how are you going to come into that fight? Because obviously you see yourself winning. So I just kind of want to tap into your head a little bit. Like, how do you see yourself winning, and, and how do you see that fight going? So as far as, as, far as Henry Cejudo goes, um, I saw his biggest attribute against Marlon was – his mental toughness. He, he he made adjustments and put pressure on. Decided he was going to break Marlon. And Marlon's an explosive guy. He's super uh, dynamic with his striking, but he faded, you know. And and that's something that throughout history, I've been known as the guy that does not fade, the guy that does not fatigue, the guy that does not break his this mental strength, etc. Um, and that is me. That's that that's what one of my biggest strengths. The the other thing is. Um, speed uh, at, at 40 still I watched hours and hours of my sparring progressively as a as a younger guy all the way till right before I retired and now while, while I've been training you know in, in my comeback and I haven't lost my speed you know I, I went and got my eyes checked they say your eyes are the first thing to go I've got 10-20 vision I've got like like superhuman vision um, and that hasn't <laughs> faded a bit so um, for me, I, I feel like, you know, I'm going to be a little bit bigger than Henry. You know, he's a 125 pounder. There's no way I can make 125s. Uh, I definitely have a more well-rounded skill set than Henry. Absolutely. Uh, my jiu-jitsu is world-class. I, I've, I've submitted guys that have never been submitted. I, I can go with uh, a world champion like Paulo Miao, and, you know, we get to six overtimes, and he got a, 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 a an advantage for – um, an advantage for, for time. Um, I, I've got strength where I can go with a guy that's 190 pounds. It's a, a hall of famer like Sakuraba. Uh, and my, my, my skill set has been getting better because I've been grinding, you know, 
teaching my my little tricks and 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 you know dissecting what what's made things work and and being able to pass it on to the next generation so um i feel like i've gotten better i think the biggest thing that 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 i need to do against henry is get myself in phenomenal and this sounds like a lot of fun to me test myself to where i'm just focused on getting in incredible shape uh really sharpen up my defense and be able to hold a high pace but i don't think he's better than me in any respect um to be honest except for his olympic wrestling level which I invite to the ground, take right. me down. That's like my, I, I've got the most submissions, I think, in the WC, UFC, and uh, Strike Force combined. I've got 19 submissions in fights, and a lot of those guys Damn. have never been submitted before. So, right. you know, take me down, that's my world. Um, and him getting takedowns, that's, that's kind of his world. So uh, for me, I feel like speed, power, and and know how is going to be on my side, and then it becomes a question of who's got more willpower and who's who's mentally stronger, and, and so that's where the tit for tat will be. I love it, man. Yeah, love there it. you go. That sells your fight right there. Yeah, there I mean, if anybody questions why this fight should happen, there you go, right from uh, right from. I, your I eye. do have to ask. Like I know you've known him a while, and we've all seen the Twitter and the Instagram back and forth, whatever little jabs at each other. Is that just y'all being just talking shit, friendly shit, or is it is there something serious with that? Me and Henry yeah. or Dana White? <laughs> well, I mean, oh. if, you, if you want to throw Dana in there, I didn't know. I know he called you old or whatever, but that's, you know, I mean, he, he does it to him yeah. too. Yeah, yeah so. that's just Dana. <laughs> but no, as, as far yeah, as you would. Uh, no, with Henry, no, I've known Henry a long time. I mean, we're not like best friends, but we're super, super respectful of each other when we see each other. Uh, um, you know, yeah. when he said triple C, you know, in unison, <laughs> All the little meatheads around town were saying, Triple C these nuts, you know. <laughs> that was low hanging fruit. But uh yeah, I'm just I'm just you know, he 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 responded to me on Twitter. I don't even use Twitter, but somebody's like, Did you see what Henry did on Twitter? And I was like, No. And he said corn rolled princess, which <laughs> I mean you can imagine I was so upset. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but uh no, I'm just joking. So uh no, he it's it's all in fun for me yeah absolutely yeah. i mean we don't have a beef yeah. like a like a like a beef like if i see him i'm gonna be angry or anything no yeah he no, doesn't really care he, he doesn't really care what he says and what people or he yeah. doesn't care what people think because he's just like he says some crazy stuff now like since he's since he's won these championships yeah. like it's, it's crazy nobody wears their olympic medal more than that guy <laughs> yeah it's incredible but he doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. to care at all like what people think so good for him well, michael I guess, phillips you know? got like 14 of them and i've never seen him wear one you know and then just, <laughs> yeah but that's know. a stick dude uh, that's i get thing. it yeah i mean henry, I, I would wear you it gotta you gotta appreciate know? you gotta appreciate that henry doesn't care what people think yeah he yeah. i also think there's a level of 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 self-awareness <laughs> that that he's missing you know that started this whole thing out i think he he took the cringe thing and ran with it, but yeah. uh, <laughs> he can be a little awkward, you know, before before people pointed but it out. It's it just, works uh, for him, though, you know? I mean, But you know what? I have a lot of respect for Henry. I mean, what he's accomplished is pretty incredible. The uh, the way he carries himself, um, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not bad. It's not like he's arrogant to people. It's not like he's yeah. trying to be something he's not. He's just being himself, and he's being happy, and he's and – he's, proud of what he's accomplished and he wants a lot as he should be he well, you know, yeah. that's that's a guy that definitely can manifest things and he did actually 10 years ago he came to train with us and uh before he started fighting and he and at the end of it all he said we think favor maybe me and you'll fight fight each other someday and at the time i was a world champ or i had just 
lost uh, to Mike Brown the second time with broken hands. And, uh, and I said, yeah, man, it's possible. And I, and I, and I remember thinking that, that I knew it was possible and I didn't think he knew it was possible. But again, it, that's, that's the, the type of guys that we are. We, we, we think it, think things, anything's possible, which is great. And here we are. Yeah. And here it is. Yeah. That's, sick, yeah, that's when you were 30. Well, I'm, we were I'm, 30. I'm rooting for you to get that fight, man. And then when you do, obviously, I, I got your back. I'm, I'm definitely pulling for you to win. So I might have to do a if, – if it's super far out, I'm going to have to do a mini camp out there, go pick up some new uh, Muay Thai techniques and get, get uh, you know, a breath of the mountain, mountain air out there. That's right, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, ask uh, Cody. Obviously, he's he's been a guest here. Actually, he was in house. You know, he's been here and stuff. So, I know he's got good things to say about the place. But he wants to come back out here as well. Yeah. But yeah, man, we got to get you out here. I'm excited. Yeah, maybe me and Cody will come out together. I'd love to have Cody out. Man, Cody's so friggin' sharp, man. He came in for a couple practices in my preparation. It's like just having him in there brings your level up because he, he's he's such a intense mofo and uh, his skill set's so high. So. I'm excited for him to get back in there. He's on a little bit of a skid, but it'll take, you know, probably one good fight to get him back in the mix too. He's got such intensity, man, and his speed and power like combined is just so – makes such an impact, yeah. man. Watching him train. Even like, training here, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. So fast, man. It's ridiculous. Dude, he, he's a powerful – he's a powerful guy, and it's funny because I've got, I've got some pounds on him, and, I, and I'm like, okay – this dude definitely hits harder than me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he hits harder than a lot of people, bigger than him. Yeah, <laughs> for it's sure. Wild, man. For sure, man. Uh, before we leave, I want to ask: Do you have anything that you want to talk about or, or share? Where we can? I don't know you're working on a lot of movie projects and things like that. Anything we can look at or that you're working on now that we can be aware of? Yeah, we we finished our first feature film. I think I sent you the the trailer yep. for it, uh, Green Fever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Salmon story. Salmon was a UFC fighter at 170. Did you ever fight him? No, no, I didn't. He has a, a, you know, a book that he wrote about his 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 girlfriend's drug addiction and how he you know took, he really took it to heart. He ended up dying of uh, oh, wow. of his own drug overdose. And wow. so we're working on a project now. My my producing partner and director uh, Jared Roxburgh is uh, is uh, was best friends with him, and and so he helped him write his book, and also put this script together and so that's something we're trying to uh, trying to do maybe that's something we can get you in there swick yeah you know uh, as a as a uh, character man but uh you know working on that project and <laughs> don't worry he's been telling have, me that uh, since i met him at arnold's house it didn't happen dude it's not this is hollywood talk what you're seeing yeah. right now is classic hollywood talk hey swick i got you i got you in this next film don't worry and then like a year later we meet and he's like oh yeah swick i got you he's in the next California film kid, you know i mean <laughs> you're too hollywood for me already you're right already yeah, man. that's funny we, huh. hey, we got to get you on the casting couch, man. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this bad boy right yeah. here. Don't ask. <laughs> no, but uh, we got a bunch of different projects, and I've been trying to kind of lock in some um, some stories. You know, we've got some really good stories. My buddy Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence, um, trying to get his the the rights to his story. Fifty Iron Men, fifty states, and fifty consecutive days really incredible story and i've got a couple other things we're trying to get the rights to to different content but um you know just moving forward with that it's it's something that that takes a long time to to get going because it's all about funding and it's all about who's attached and things like that but i've learned a lot about those projects and we're still in the uh process of of trying to sell green fever which we had an offer from lionsgate right off the bat but the terms 
didn't work out. So we Damn. we walked away from that. And uh, but it's exciting, man. I'm I'm learning a lot about stuff, and and uh, it's it's getting to a a point where it's becoming one of my passions, and that's that's a fun thing. Awesome, man. Well, remember that whole like network thing, helping each other out, and help me out. You know, <laughs> when you start getting these big films, help a brother out over here. Oh yeah. I'm far Bro, from Hollywood, you know. I'm losing. You're, you're one of my main connections right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> wow. All, all right. I want, uh, all I want is you to bring me some beef jerky if you come. <laughs> he gets beef jerky from everybody, dude. <laughs> we can't get okay, it here, man. I could do that. I the, could do that. The cows are anorexic. The next thing is, uh, we have a, a kinetic. Kinetic is a grappling grappling tournament that's going to happen August 16th in Las Vegas, and and I've teamed up with uh, Roy Jones Jr. and his. Um, promoting partners Keith Beltran and we're, we're doing our first event this event is uh, almost like a quintet type of thing there's going to be teams Chael Sonnen has a team um, there's a couple other I think there's four teams that compete against each other five on five and so we're working with the UFC Fight Pass to do that and I'll be doing you know a little bit of commentary interviewing guys and and uh you know, help put that whole thing together. I'm I'm one of the the founders of that that company with with uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Keith Beltran. So maybe we'll do one out there, a, a remote one in, yeah. in Thailand. That would be sick, dude. This and believe we got it or some not, other plans in that front. People don't realize this, but Phuket is the mecca for fighters and fitness enthusiasts, kind of like people who come here and flock to this place of anywhere on the planet, like anywhere in the world, guaranteed. Like nobody knows this, but this one island gets more people coming in here for fighting Muay Thai. Uh, strength and conditioning, CrossFit, all that stuff than anywhere else in the world. This this place is a like a hub, man. There's there's thousands and thousands of people here right now that are training at all these gyms. It's not my, you know, we have one gym, but there's probably what? Yeah. I'd say 70% of the people you run into just at a grocery store. It's a big you know, island, man. Is a fighter or fights or trains. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy yeah. Like nobody knows. And like we have one of the biggest gyms, obviously us and Tiger, are the two biggest gyms, but there's a ton of other gyms. There's probably 50 gyms on yeah. this island. From Muay Thai, yeah, MMA, like a strength and conditioning. Street, it's like like yep. all of them are right next to each other. That's yeah. one street, uh, but there's a lot of more. That's why we're places. away from them. Yeah, we're away from that. We're in a more scenic area. Yeah, we're in the yeah. How far away are you guys from that? Probably 10, 15 12 minutes. Twelve minutes, yeah. yeah. Five kilometers, whatever a kilometer is. It's oh, not far, but that street's really packed and busy and like it used to be like nothing there, and then it just grew up so much over the last ten years, and now it's just like so touristy and buses and cars and tons of restaurants and shops so we're more in the quiet area it's getting built up now they're building accommodations it's going to be open up next month yeah. and they're now excavating the land next to us so it's starting to get built up because of our gym but i don't think it's going to be nothing like that road so you know we're going to yeah. hold on to that little paradise jungle kind of feeling that you get when you train with us yeah if you're not first be different yeah exactly the 22 man. immutable laws of marking that's a good little book like some simple little lessons, and that's one of them that always sticks out. Absolutely, man. If you're not first, be different. Absolutely. But if you bring that thing here, like I said, man, a grappling tournament yeah. here, we'd get a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of gyms that have grapplers, so it's not just our gym. It would be all the gyms. So and again, my, we, you can definitely put on yeah. shows here yeah. for sure. I can set you up with all the accommodations and all the, you know, whatever you'll need, transportation and all that stuff. So, we, I mean, we oh, make yeah. it easy for people to come here. Yeah, definitely, buddy. And what what do you guys do? Uh, last thing before we rock, what do you guys do for for housing? Do you guys have uh, housing on on campus there? We have an on site accommodation coming, uh, probably the beginning of next month. Yeah, probably twenty five days. Twenty four Bali style so. rooms, yeah. really nice. Oh, wow! Um, but it's located off, but like across the street. Um, it's, it's like a ten second walk. It I mean, literally maybe like thirty steps. It, it's like right. super close. Um, but we just keep the, the our our land completely for training. 
because I just kind of like the feeling of like leaving at eight o'clock and then everything gets locked up and then I go home and there's no problems. There's no fights. There's no, you know, air conditioning yeah. going out. There's no prop bickering. There's no, there's so many problems that can happen when you have accommodations on site and you have to deal with so yeah. much. I'm trying to keep AK Thailand 100% training. And then uh, we I have mean, accommodations I, yeah. coming up around the facility and those are managed by other people. And I, I work per, per we work with, um, I mean, shit, eight different hotels probably accommodate all the way from, you know, economic to you know if you need your own swimming pool and chef you know that kind of yeah resort all, all right, levels whatever. so just let me know what you need and I'll, I'll book it cool guys hey i gotta get you on my podcast next Swick. name it dude i'll be on there okay we're, we're building out the uh the the new spot now it's it's with my buddy greg conley from trifecta nutrition he's he's in my eo group also but um yeah so i'll set that up with you guys absolutely cool awesome. man i look cool. forward to it Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. I got to go to practice. Yeah. Practice starts at night. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I know, I know. Beat the crap out of each other. I know we took a lot of your time, so I really appreciate you giving Dude. us this much and uh, talking so much with us, buddy. It was a pleasure, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. Take care, bro. Man, finally got him on the show. You're right, Faber. And yeah. man, good. Like I said before, good thing we kind of waited because a lot more news this time, a lot more cool things to talk about, and a lot more has happened. Yeah, one, uh, one of not only the best guests I'm going to say, but one, obviously one of my favorites. So yeah. I'm definitely glad he finally decided to join us. Yeah, I love talking to him, man. Like we talked more professionally here about, you know, obviously fighting and stuff, but you know, he loves talking about film and business and and so when we so meet, it's just like we just like beat heads together for like it's cool, man. So when he I gets like his here, mindset. I'm, I'm going to be that third wheel when he gets here. Oh, you're going to love it. You love business now, man. You, you Yeah, I know, but I mean, stuff. I don't know shit about film and movie and fighting and yeah, he's just an inspirational dude man because he's just like he's driven you know he's 40 years old and obviously we just saw him win a fight mm. against a tough guy in devastating fashion and he takes on you know his his post-fight career just as hard you know and just as solid so it's it's cool man you know i always say that like you know being a fighter like it makes you successful enough to ruin your life kind of if that makes sense right Cause you, get, you get so famous well you think you get so famous but you don't get so rich as you are famous. You're way more famous than you are rich. Yeah. So if you don't have something after fighting, you set yourself up for a really bad fall, you yeah. know, which is why I kind of had a rough ending to my career because I had one foot out the door because I was having to try to set up other stuff, which was a whole nother battle, you know, yeah. ups and downs and, and stuff. But yeah, man, I, being a fighter is great when you're, when you're coming up and when you're winning fights and when you're making money, you feel way richer than you are. You start getting these big checks and you just think they're coming forever. So, you know, you think you're, you're doing great. You know, you feel famous and successful and rich and all this stuff. But then, you know, that, that time comes when you realize that, you know, everything comes back down. And unlike in business where mm -hmm. when you start building things, it kind of, you know, there's some retention there and it stays for a while and, and can take care of you for a lot longer. And well, so then you got to start over. And I see yeah. these fighters that just kind of like seems like crumble. he's doing well, though, you know, he, and I that's what I'm even, long story short. That's what I love about him. Even for him to come back, then win, obviously, and like you did when you used one, you know, the fight purse from one of your last fights to, you know, we wouldn't be here. Right. You know, so and it was after a layoff too, nine or 10 days man. off. And then what a cool guy. Back. That's my first time. Like I've talked to him for like eight minutes before, which I know he won't remember. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, this was the first in depth. And yeah, man, it's. He's a cool dude. Yeah, I'm excited for him enjoyable. to come out here. And you, you saw the questions that he asked about the gym and stuff because he's, he's really into, like, the business talk and stuff like that and, and, and what other people's doing because he feeds off that. And that's that's a good sign of an entrepreneur. You know, that's, that's what's going next door to us, Team Alpha Male. Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> we'll help him build their own gym. Thailand right Alpha Male. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get him out here and uh, and train at the gym, man. It's going to be fun. And, and hopefully Cody can come back, yeah. which we should be having Cody on the show soon. I talked to him yesterday. So, he should be coming on maybe next um, yeah. if he if his schedule allows. So I'm ready. Start knocking these things out. Are you ready? Love it.
All right. Well, I want to thank our sponsors real fast. June U, Starfish Concept, always behind us, always supporting us, um, helping us with the uh, Chinese, Hong Kong, Taiwanese market. Um, and obviously, AK Thailand, our main sponsor. One of my favorites. Any updates from AK Thailand? Oh, we're still on the spot like busy. this. But it's busy. It's getting busy, right? Oh, man. Dude. For slow season, man. We're, we're What's cool it is right we, I don't know what we did, but we're starting to get large groups coming. Yeah. Now, we've always had here and there, but now we've got we've got 30. I've got four groups of 10 to 15 or more in the next three weeks. We had a 30, group of 30 come in just, you know, obviously three days ago, as you know, you were yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's cool to see these large groups, and people are really enjoying them because they get to train with their friends. It's not, you know, some people come here, they feel a little... I don't know, awkward or, you know, socially anxious because, you know, they don't know anybody. It's a different country, different land, you know. So we've we've seen that these groups that come, man, they just have a blast. So. I love it, man. I love it. You saw me today talking to people. Yeah. I love talking to people and hearing their story about, you know, where they came from, why they came. I mean, I remember the days when we first built the gym and we built the gym in the middle of nowhere, obviously, as you know, um, because we wanted that beautiful scenery surrounding the gym but the downside of that is no one could find the gym yeah. and it took a long time to get they, people not only finding it now. to come to our gym but to know and so i remember in the beginning like watching people come in like one at a time and i was just so happy to see somebody coming in and hoping it was a customer not a delivery guy or somebody looking for a job or something and then now to see not only are people coming but they're going back and getting mm -hmm. their friends and their family and then they're going back and getting their entire gym yeah, it's, it's like what it's we have crazy now. how they're many bringing people tons of people as you heard today how many people this is my third time this is my fourth time this is my second yeah. time you know it's that's i mean it's great to see obviously great to hear and it's always cool people so well anyway that's cool we're gonna sit and talk about that yeah so all come day, to the gym yeah for those of you that haven't seen the gym or, or don't know what we're talking about we're gonna play a commercial right yeah. now do you want to do the commercial whose turn uh, is it to after, fist the bump fist bump, after the fist bump yeah we always got a fist bump but uh i'll let you do it Am I going to point to the... Mm -hmm. Okay. I know it's so exciting for you. <laughs> God, this is the highlight of my podcasting. podcasting. Hey, we'll see you guys later. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. The great Mike Swick. He's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, a.k.a. Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on.